Never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change What's up, everybody? It's Tom after a brief hiatus once again for the Big C and Bigger T podcast. The Razorback fan podcast. It's two best friends from back from sixth grade, back from the 80s, folks. That just love talking about sports, love talking hogs, love just talking. We just like yeah. to talk. And so I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Clint Clark. How you man, doing? you know, I get asked all the time, uh, never actually, but all the time. Yeah. Um, about what was it like growing up like a as a young child in Greenbrier with Travis Johnson, middle school, junior high years. What was it like? I'm like, have you ever seen Stranger Things? Just like that. Exactly. A lot of a lot of creatures. Yep. Yep. Um, like we fought. I mean, God, did we ever was there ever Friday night we didn't fight aliens? No, I mean every Friday night. Just every Friday night. Killing the, aliens, playing a little D and D. At the um oh, what was the what was that arcade that we had oh, in Green um, what, it's like 1965? Yeah, 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 yeah. 1965. That's it. Yeah. That's it. By the pool. Yeah, man. Did you now how did you ever hang out in 1965? Not very much. Not very I much. I hung out one time and I about got into a fight. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Me and Bud. Me and Bud, because I think he was Well, I think that place like like yeah. just like you went in there and like you just started thinking, okay, who am I gonna fight? Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of like something in the air. Yeah. Something they pumped in through the vents. Kind of like casinos pump in, you know, oxygen yeah, or like, whatever. They pump in like heat pheromones. Right. Like, They're just aggression gets yeah. the, just an aggression. Something like that. Of toxic masculinity going coming in through the vents. Yeah. Like, well, speaking of masculinity. Yeah. Let me talk about the opposite of that, Clint. Oh, we didn't do a podcast last week. Yeah, because your boy, your boy was down and out for a little while. I was, I was down and out, down and out, down and out. Okay, I've been having some issues with my feet and ankles. Still don't know what it is, and I'll tell you why. I still don't know what it is uh, as we go along with the story. But uh, it's it's kind of it acts sort of like gout. But it's not gout. Been tested for gout. It's not gout. But uh, my ankles swell up. Feet swell up some. And it feels like I'm walking around on a sprained ankle all the time. That's that's how it hurts. Okay. If the only thing that relieves it if I'm sitting up like in a recliner or in my bed. 
Okay. It's the only time it's got my feet propped up. The only time it doesn't really hurt. Anyway, well, then I woke up uh, two Thursdays ago and I couldn't use my left elbow. So, therefore, I couldn't get out of bed. Now, you talk about taking away your masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get out of bed, man, you know, because my feet were hurting me. So I was already having to use both arms to get myself out of bed every day, you know, every time I got up. And then I couldn't use my left elbow. My my left elbow was swollen and red. Didn't know what was going on. So I go to the hospital and uh, they didn't know what was wrong with my ankles, but they gave me some anti-inflammatories hoping that would help. And it did help. Uh, I go to, I went to a local hospital and I'm going to go ahead and call them out. It's the Fordyce hospital. Okay. I was one of five patients there. Well, they, you know, the bed, the breast and bodice that medical school school is not going to Fordyce, Arkansas. You're not, no. now you're look, not graduating from Duke school of medicine and going to Fordyce. Let's just be honest. The, the people were wonderful to me. Okay. Yeah, the nurses, no. I'm in no way. No, nothing against them whatsoever. However, Clint, yeah, this is not a four-star resort. The hospital that represents the home of Bear Bryant is not even a two-star resort. <laughs> okay. We get there. They check me in. You know, they see me in the emergency room. They they want they want me to stay because they want to get some antibiotics because they there's an infection in my elbow that they yeah. need to get that out first to get that done, and then uh and then they want to do try some things on my feet. So the nurse comes in and says, um, "Our pharmacy's out of this medicine. Do you have somebody that can pick it up?" Clint, I'm in a hospital. Right. <laughs> I had to pick up my own daggum medicine. Yeah. I had to go get my own medicine from the pharmacy. You you figure they would have a shuttle. You'd think they'd, you know, yeah. the pharmacy would have, you know, oh, it's the hospital. The place right. that buys medicine from us all the time. The place that gives out prescriptions all the time. We'll just run it over to you. Nope. Not in Fordyce, baby. Not in Fordyce. So and it's not like they got a fight traffic or anything either. I mean, nope. what's the traffic like in Fordyce? It just literally, literally. Uh it would have taken well, I had a guy that from my church that worked at a bank that he would be driving by the pharmacy on his way home. So I called him. And it was, he was walking to his vehicle and it was at, at my room within five minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how close the pharmacy was. Okay. <clears throat> and then later, later on, I tell, I tell one of the, it's like the LPN girl or whatever, you know, the, you know, there's the nurse and then there's the, you know, little underling that checks Right, yeah. You know, all your stuff. Like the, the bedpan girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she comes in and she's, and I say, you know, um, 
I think I'm going to want to try to get in the shower later and just rinse off. Um, could you, is there, are there towels around here? She goes, well, let me go look. She comes back, Clint, with a stack of washcloths, about six washcloths. She said, We're, we don't have any towels. No, no I mean, towels. Travis, listen, I'm one of your best friends in the whole world. I'm going to brag on you a bit because I don't think I was going to bring it up. Is you, you're down over 100 pounds now. Yeah, which is, yeah. which is an awesome, awesome, awesome accomplishment. But now here's where I'm going to be your butthole best friend since sixth grade. You're still fat. Yeah, yeah. You're, you've lost 100 pounds and you're still fat. I mean, yeah, I get yeah. It. I mean, oh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've lost 100 pounds and I'm still fat. Yeah. So I, I get it. I mean, we both, we're both big guys. You're going to need a lot more towels than that if we're going to dry you off. Oh, yeah. A lot of more. I mean, you're, you're at least a 50 washcloth type guy to dry off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So carry on with your story. I'm sorry. Well, and here's the funny part, Clint. This may be a little TMI. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, okay. There's there's no one's listening anyway. So I took a shower. Yeah. And I came out, and of course they had one of those. I was wearing like some shorts. I had some shorts, and I had on one of the the gowns. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, they I had them get me a new gown, and then I was going to put on a fresh pair of shorts. <clears throat> so I come out, nothing but a washcloth. And guess who happens to walk in the door right as I come out? Like, I wouldn't expect anybody to be out there. Probably, probably like the young nurse. That, that LPN girl that brought me the yeah. washcloth. Yeah. Yeah. She got way more than she's all way. More yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah. poor girl. She'll, yeah. no, she'll I mean, never be the same. <laughs> so I, no, there, no, anyway, there, you know, we all have, a we all have embarrassing. I'm not going to go over mine because I've tried to block it out of my head, yeah. but. Um, it did anyway, both, it was you know, and an intern. The people so, yeah, were real. I saw five doctors in four days, five different doctors in four days. Hence the reason I didn't get answers. Okay, I went and saw my primary care doctor Monday, and he did a bunch of blood tests. So they're trying to figure out what exactly was happening. But anyway, that's why we didn't have it. That's right. the, my funny stories about Fordyce Hospital. Look, the people were wonderful. Nurses were nice. They were they were they were very good to me. Very very good to me. Um, they just don't have resources. I tried to get them to take me to Baptist, mainly because as a minister I get half off at Baptist. Yeah, but they were you like, know, "Well, we're the system, Travis. We got to have a good reason to take you up there." So, how about fifty percent off? <laughs> anyway, well, Clint. Well, our hogs. Yeah. While we were while I was dealing with my issues, I still got to watch the games. Our hogs uh they struggled. But should we have expected the struggle? And was the struggle a lot less than what it could have been? Here, here's the thing. You've played top-notch, high-level competition. Mm. Um, Alabama may not be Alabama, but they're still Alabama. You know, they're still yeah. a good – they're they a top-ten team. 
Yeah. They're not a top four or five team. They're just not. No. Georgia's better. Texas is better. Oklahoma's better. There's just a lot of teams out there that I think are better than Alabama right now. But Alabama's still top 10, top 15 team. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just the way it is. Ole Miss also top 15, top 20 team. It, it, what hurts? And I said this in our, in our Marco Polo. I think let's just talk what, what bothers everybody. is I think everybody's satisfied with the defense. I mean, hard, hard to complain anything that Travis Williams and his crew has done. No. They're susceptible. They've given up a few big plays, but for the most part, I think yeah. they exceeded expectations. Yeah. If there's one thing you trusted Sam Pittman with, there's one thing you you you're, you you say we've got Sam Pittman we're going to be fine. It's the offensive line. Yeah, I trusted him with it. You trusted him with it. The entire state trusted him with the offensive line. Yeah, like we got KJ back. There's question on the left line, but we're going to be fine because we got Sam Pittman. That, I mean that that was to the man. Whatever. That's what everyone felt like. That's what I felt like. I think mm. that's what you felt like. If you ask David Basil. You 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 would felt like I mean the it's not the kids' fault that they're in this position. Then there's guys being going out there to play meaningful snaps that just aren't ready, and they're they're probably our best options to go out there. Yeah. Um, and there there's all kinds of reasons why they why they struggled, and you know our last episode we had before Travis go down go boom. Um, before Travis went down, mm. what was was Steve Mullins? We had him on here. Mm. You know, I, I'm always pretty good about reading the line, reading between the lines. And me, and I, I messaged you this. I'm like, I don't think he was a real big fan of dating Dan Enos. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't think he thinks he's calling plays. I think where Pittman's biggest mistake, if I, in the off season. I don't think it's the strength and conditioning coach. I don't think it's any of the main moves he's made on defense. I don't think it's not even upgrading the offensive line coach. It's hiring. I think it's safe to say hiring Dan Enos at this point in juncture was a mistake. Uh, now it's easy, to, but but here's the reason why I'm going to say it's a mistake. And it's not. It's it's not. The the his play calling. I'm not going to blame his play, but. Dan brought in his offense. We've recruited for years. The Chad Morris system was a whole lot similar, more similar to more similar, similar to Bravs. Yeah, it was. But you've recruited that type of player for that system. That's who you've had. Mm. It wasn't broke. What we were doing was not broke. We were in the top 30s. KJ Jefferson could have been a legit Heisman candidate. It just yeah. it is what it is. It had, you know, some breaks gone the other way last, you know, it just, it is what it is. But KJ's that type of player. You go and you completely overhaul it. Not just for KJ, for the offensive line. I mean, receivers, you're running routes. It's not that hard. Running backs, you're, you're hitting holes. It's not that hard. I mean, it just, it is what it is. The offensive line, the entire blocking scheme, there was the wife bringing me some coffee. Right mm-hmm. here. Sent the text. So um, they uh, but yeah, I mean, 
but it changed more for the offensive linemen and the quarterbacks than it did yeah. anybody. And that's well, the two that are struggling the most. Well, and here's the thing, Clinton. Here's what I don't – and I think I was just listening to Drive Time and Quinn Grovey actually kind of hit on this. He said when he when he was playing, they switched offenses. And it took him five games to get it right, to, to figure it out. Five games, Clint. Quinn Grovey. Yeah. Okay. One of the best quarterbacks to ever play for the Hawks. And they didn't switch. They didn't make a huge switch when they switched offenses with him. Because he, they never switched him to be a pocket passer, like they're trying to do with KJ right now, okay. Um, and and run a, and I mean, the the switch that we made from Browles to Enos is a big change, okay. It's a big change, and so here's my contention. My contention may be. Maybe Enos isn't that bad. Okay, I, I may be wrong here. Okay. We'll see the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm going to say the proof's going to be in the pudding the rest of the season, right? Enos may not be that bad. Okay. What may be happening is these players still haven't adjusted to the offense. And they're adjusting now. And it's going to click. They've had to try to adjust under the toughest schedule to try to adjust with that you, we could have given them with these four road games yeah, I, against the four teams that they went against. And I think but, still there's a lot of hangover from the BYU game still. Yeah, I don't think I was really feeling bad about Ole Miss or, or Alabama um, or even the LSU game. I think we're fine with those three, but everyone's still salty from the A&M game and – and the BYU game. I mean, those were the two games that. Well, and I'm going to use as evidence for what I'm saying. Go ahead. A tidbit we got from Chum from Chumley when we interviewed him on here. Chamley. Chamley. Sorry. Been watching too much Pond Star. Oh, right? Yeah, Pond Star. Sorry. Ch Chamley. He said, "Remember, we asked him about the fourth and one play." Yeah. And I was kind of saying, okay, here's what the coaches are thinking on that. You know, here, here's what they're thinking. Whether you agree with the play call or not, they're calling it for a reason that way. Well, Chamley said, well, really, that wasn't supposed to be a play call at all. It was supposed to be a freeze play, meaning they were just going to try to draw them off sides and then call a timeout before and then decide what they were going to do after that. Yeah. Okay. But. There was a, he said there was a miscommunication. And I think that there's been a ton of miscommunications. If you hear the linemen talk, if you hear the running backs talk, if you hear the receivers talk, they all talk about, we got to get our communication better. We got to get our communication better. We got to get our communication better. I think because when, when Enos came in, Pittman told him, use your language you've always used. Don't worry about using Bryle's language, which is fine. That's a decision you make. But by making that decision, you're setting your people back because they're having to learn a whole other language. They're having to learn what calls are. They're having to learn how to make those calls. And in Enos's system, they got to make more calls on their own. Under Bryle's system, 
they'd look over to the sideline and Bryles would make the calls for them. Or another or another offensive coach would make a call for them and tell them what to do by looking at the defense. KJ didn't have to read the defense the same under Bryles as he does under Enos. Yeah. Enos puts more trust in in KJ to read the read the uh defense. And so it's a lot more that it's a lot to take on. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. And that's gonna that and I think that answers the question. Why does the offense look so bad? Now, if it keeps going the rest of the season, then, hey, I'm going to jump on that wagon. Let's get someone else in here that fits these guys better. You know, fits whether KJ stays or goes, well, um, you know, whatever happens, um, you know. I, I do think this is KJ's last year in the Razorback uniform, regardless of its. But here's the deal. Where does he go? Well, I think he's going. He'll try his hand at the NFL. I really do. But I don't think he'll get. Look at the stats he's putting up. Well, he's also it's hard to do it on your back. I think he'll go to a combine and prove himself. But Saturday down south just put him out as the eighth best quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, they're yeah they're dumb. Um, <laughs> they're 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 dumb. He, he's not the eighth best quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you Jaden Daniels, and that's gonna be the only one I'll give you. K, KJ's – well, I do think, yeah, his stats has regressed. It just – man, the, this – the poor kid is – this is reminding me of Tyler Wilson's senior season. It really is, sadly enough. It yeah. is reminding me of that beating Tyler Wilson took his senior year. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they figure it out. Now, let me ask you this, Travis. We're, we're – of course, we had all offseason. Realistically – if you have to do had to do over again, you, know, you can't obviously you can't say Steve Spurrier. If you had to do over again, what realistic option is the Razorbacks offensive coordinator right now? If you're Sam Pittman, and I don't know. See, I I, I would figure obviously I think I would have told Browse to hit the bricks. Um, I mean I don't blame yeah Pittman for that. I, I I don't no. Come to me once, I'll give you more money. You come to me twice, hit the bricks, you know. Yeah. Um now he did three times in one offseason. Yeah, and I think put him yeah. in limbo. Yeah. So I, I think I think you you try to get Dow Loggins back from South Carolina. I mean, I think I think that I wonder I wonder if you make a call to Barry Lunny. Yeah. Um I don't I, know what I, they're I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers, what their offense is doing it. He's at Illinois. Is it Illinois? But how much? How much freedom is Burt really giving him? You know, you, you probably running Burt's pro style offense. Um, I don't know if he's letting him run something similar to what Morris Morris ran. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the thing is, Travis, if we'd have just been patient, Chad Morris would have had at least. 48% of his offense in by now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, but I do think, you know, uh, there's a lot of people on the message board, like, how about this for the next head coach? Sam Pittman is not getting fired this year. No, I don't. I, I think I they'll have a good enough end of the season that he'll be. Well, even, let's just say you go five and seven. You lose to Florida and you lose to Missouri. And you beat Mississippi State, Auburn, and FIU. You go five and seven. It's a disappointing season, but I think we're too quick to forget where we were when Sam Pittman found it. Yeah. 
I, I don't think you can count. You just you can't count that first year. Yeah, that three and seven year is not a real three and seven year. That well, and you got to look at what he's done it against. That yeah. that first year, Clint, that was that COVID year. Right. Yeah. What two teams from the East did we get that year? Oh, the top two teams: Florida and Georgia. Yeah, you played a ten game. They get all that, played schedule. all SEC schedule, and they add to our schedule. About what we already had, they add Georgia and Florida to it. Then yeah. you go with last season's schedule, which was terrible. Chad Morris was going zero and twelve on that schedule. Yeah, and then this year's schedule. Now this year's schedule wouldn't have been so bad if there would have been. A couple of those, this last stretch of games would have been at home, but none of them at home, four in a row against the yeah. teams that we went against. I mean, there's someone in the SEC office that hates us, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to use that. I don't, I don't think that bothers the kids as much as, as we think, but I think, yeah, it'd be nice to send like the Auburn and LSU game swapped. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Cause I mean, cause like, Trey Biddy said, he goes, they Arlington's, they the SEC always knew that wasn't a real home game. Yeah. They, they knew that wasn't a real home game. And they talked about how everyone hates it. Yeah. AM hates it. Razorback fans hate it. I think I'm the only one that likes it. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. Like, yeah, it's cool to get to play in Dallas. Yeah. Stadium once a year. But yeah, I just think these people that that Pittman's not going anywhere. He's going to be your head coach. Uh, I agree. They're going to – I mean, even if they go 4-8, and eight, even if they just win one of these SEC games, he's not going to get fired. No, he's going to have to make some changes on his staff. I think, obviously, Cody Kennedy will be a sacrifice and Dan will be a sacrifice. Yeah. It just, it, I mean, that's 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 the price you pay for going 4-8. and eight. Yeah, I, th- I think you keep Smith just because you need his recruiting. Yeah. That no, guy's such a good recruiter. Um, and uh, – I think you're right. I think those two, those two should be the only two, honestly, um, or at least that I'm off the yeah. top of my head. But well, the tight end, I've been impressed with the tight ends as a whole. Um, oh yeah, he's done a terrific job. Luke Hawes was was a stud, and I think, and Ty Washington comes in, and you're everybody's like, "Where's Ty Washington been?" Laying behind Luke Hawes. I mean, it just. Yeah. I mean, so he it's been the tight end room has been impressive. Um, hey, let's let's talk about let's talk about our boy Landon Jackson. How in the world does he get co defensive player of the week? Three and a half sacks. How many tackles? Eleven tackles? Yeah, it's ridiculous. The guy from Texas A&M had like one and a half tackles for a loss. And like, I mean, seriously? Well, I mean, anyway, Landon Jackson was destroying that, 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 uh, young tackle from uh, Alabama. Yeah. That that guy had a bad, that guy had a bad day, but, uh, well, what he's done is made himself some money is what he, oh yeah. Uh, you remember when we had him on the podcast last year? What was he? A redshirt freshman last year? Redshirt sophomore. Yeah, I think he. I think he. I think his LSU year was a redshirt. 
Yeah, well, I think what he said was, I think technically he wasn't a redshirt, so I think he's a true junior this year. And okay. he had said, look, Pittman said, look, we need it. We can go back and revisit. I don't think it's going to be necessary. Yeah. Uh, I think this is, you know what I said? This is KJ Jefferson's last year on the Hill. This is probably Landon Jackson's last year on the Hill, and he definitely ain't into the transfer portal. Well, I think he's made him some money. I personally don't think KJ would get drafted. I think, I think Landon is guaranteed a draft pick. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty high draft pick. Well, but it's like you said too with KJ. I mean, KJ, he's got five games left to prove it. Yeah. You know, five, games, five games left to prove it, competition you can prove it against. If he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't prove it, he's going to another team and taking a big NIL bump. Yeah. I mean, he may, I think, think he's going, I think he's going to chase the NIL money. Because well, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Clint. Right now, he's making over a million dollars. Most experts will tell you if you're starting SEC quarterback, you're making over a million dollars right now. Yeah. Okay. And he's probably making quite a bit more than that because there's some rumors out there that in the offseason that Auburn and Ole Miss came up to him and off made him some pretty big offers. And he went to Arkansas and said, Hey, this is what we're offering me. What can I, what can y'all do? Okay. Hence the expensive gold chain he's wearing. Hence the new Corvette. Okay. Well, I, I ain't hating on them. If people are willing to give it to you, take it. Oh, heck yeah, man. There ain't nothing I mean, wrong with you know it. I'm, I'm 21, 22 years old. Somebody offers me that kind of money. You don't think I'm taking it? Now, here's the other thing, though. If I'm a coach, and he's getting all that, right? Yeah. And the guys you got up there blocking for him are getting a gift certificate to Wright's Barbecue. They got them low Hendricks commercials. Okay, they may get a couple hundred bucks for that. Oh, uh, yeah. They get that yeah. big bigger tea rub, too. That's right. At least <laughs> a couple of them. Think about it, man. It's a big difference. That was some of the problem last year was, you know, that was reported, you know, I mean, kind of one, some, one of the little dirty secrets going around was the strength and conditioning coach was, was talking about all the NIL money that some of the players were making and rubbing it in some of the other's faces and it was now, causing problems. It's causing jealousy. The, yeah. Well, here's the thing. And this is just honest to goodness. Truth. The saying the quiet part out loud. Coach shouldn't be talking like that. Shouldn't be nope. stirring drama, especially must a coach. Yeah. But that exact same thing is going on in every college campus. Oh, yeah, for sure. You think all of the yeah. linemen USC are getting paid the same thing Kelly Williams is nope. getting paid? Nope. Yeah. You know, you think no, you're the, right. You, you think the starting middle linebacker or, or safety at LSU is getting paid what Jada Daniels is getting paid? It's just it's the reality of it. Yeah. And I, that that was the that was always the problem with nil. Like, look, and these anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna come off like an angry old man if I keep going. Yeah, um, but um, which is why there needs to be some regulation for it. There definitely yeah. needs to be. But you know, um, so we've got we got a winnable game coming up, Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. We uh, and, and and they did Mississippi State. They're three and three. They've been struggling. Um, not not sure if Will Rogers is going to play. They said he'd be questionable at best. 
Um, yeah. You got to assume Will Rogers is going to want to try to play if he can. Um, yeah. And he, he's he's kind of like KJ Jefferson to me. Like he's been he's meant too much to Mississippi State for his last year to be like this. Yeah. It, it's painful to watch. And, and Zach, um, is it Arnett? Is that the head coach's name? Uh, something like that. I, I'm, and I may I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I know his first name is Zach. Um, I mean, he he changed that offense a lot. Yeah. And, and it was one of them, it's, it's still one of them things where I'm like, I don't get it. You know, it wasn't broke. That's the horses. Especially you, you got Will Rogers. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why not ride that pony? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're going to change it next year, finish this year with it. Put a GA at offensive coordinator, somebody that's, that can, Run the they can call the air raid, air raid, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, see if you can get Cliff Kingsbury out of Maui or wherever you went to. That's right, like, yeah. no, I'm going to Cabo, I just got fired. That's right, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it, my man. That's the way to do it, but yeah, I, this is this is probably the easiest SEC game. Well, I don't know, Auburn, them and Auburn, I think, are you know, the two, the two, the two, the two lower best chances to win. Yeah, they're not easy games. They're still SEC teams that can. This this will be look. If we don't win this one, I don't like our chances with Auburn. No, and I no, definitely don't like them with Missouri. No, no, and and Missouri's looking good. Yeah, um, Matt Mitchell, he he, I think he covers our feelings about Missouri better than anybody. Like, oh yeah, like, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. Everybody feels that way about Missouri, and they just – but that government, we can't talk – like, I think we talked about after the Missouri game. We have that superiority complex over Missouri, and they beat us more than we beat them. Yep. But we're still better than you, Missouri. That's right. Still better than you. That's right. But uh, – so the AP poll for basketball came out. Yeah, man. How about them hogs? Number 14. That would be saying that you that that they're picking you to make the sweet sixteen. Yeah, in my opinion. How you feel? You think that's too high, too low? Just about. I think that's right? a good spot. I think that's just about right. I mean, um, Musselman's brought in some talent. Everybody knows it's some talent. You know, I mean, they, you know, people know who these players are. Uh, it's going to be a different team. He's going to have to get them to jail. You know, I mean, that's, um, you know, I think national nationwide, they they don't know what we have in Brazil yet. No, I think I think he's, I think there's a lot of people that know who he is, but I think I think once he, if he stays healthy, he's gonna be a rock star. I th- I think he's gonna he's gonna be a player that they're gonna do lots of stories about. Okay, is is what I think. And so um, I like I like what they have there. You know, from all reports, shooting is much better. Yeah, it, hearing a lot of good things about Pinion, about how we just that that knee still wasn't hundred percent last year. And that other kid, Davenport, supposed to be a great shooter. Yeah, uh, they had them on opposite teams, and I think they were crushing it in the red white game. Yeah, um, and two true point guards. We haven't yeah. had a true point guard since what? Probably Jimmy Witt. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, just, I mean, I mean, just, you've got a guy, well, not that I didn't mean to disrespect Anthony Black like that. Obviously, Anthony Black was a true point guard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, we got two true point guards, but you know, if Anthony Black went but out, you, who would point? You yeah. almost played Anthony Black, though, like a point forward. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Because yeah, he's built like a point forward. Yeah. But yeah, man, they, uh, you know, Ellis and, uh, you know, Battles has not been playing. I think he's got gimped up a little bit, but, yeah. you know, they say Jalen Graham has totally changed his attitude as far as it comes to practice and uh, defense, that he's kind of working harder on defense and stuff. So, I mean, he was already a pretty good offensive guy. And so, you know, you if he goes out there and plays hard on defense, then Musselman's going to let him play some. And he'll be, he'll be special to watch. Um, you know, it, this could be a, you know, it could be a dangerous team, man. And, and what I like about them too, is it's a lot of older guys, you know, that the guys that could, you know, they've, they've been there, done that a little bit, you know, they played for Louisville, for Houston, for, you know, the other team, you know, for some good teams, you know, teams that played good teams, you know, played at a high level. And so, man, it could, could be fun to watch. What, do you, what are you thinking? No, I th- I think 14's about right. You know, and I th- but I think that that shows the respect that the that people have in Eric Musselman. Yeah, that that they rank him because I mean it's a bunch of like yeah it's a bunch of good ingredients. Yeah, it's like look at an ingredient list and go oh yeah I'll like this dish without knowing you're gonna like this dish. Mm. Some good agrees, but you quite don't quite know how it's going to all taste together yet. Is that yeah. a good analogy? Yeah, I feel like I was reaching a little bit, but no, no, no it's, good. it's no, good. There you go. But I think I think on paper, yeah, it looks good. But you know, like Calipari had a team once. He's like, "This is the most frustrating experience of my life." Yeah, I got all this talent, and it just it just I'm banging my head against the wall. Yeah, but we had to see if we can get maybe Bart Reed on next week or something. Next couple of weeks, talk about preview the basketball team. Yeah. So yeah, we always get him back and uh we'll call Bart, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm ex- but I'm excited about the season and, and man, that, that see, football season's a little down. Mm. But you got basketball, you know it's gonna be should be pretty good. And then our baseball team's gonna be all right. Here's some I mean, good things coming out of fall ball yeah, there too. The, so. the arms that you got on that team, yeah, alone, just wow. Um, yeah, you got Tiger coming back. Of course, you lost some pieces that you hate to lose. Yeah, Hagen Smith will be back, right? So, mm-hmm. so man, I'm ex- I'm excited for baseball. It's good to be a hog. Yeah, it, it is good. So it's not that bad. You know, football ain't going the way you want it. Y'all, y'all quit posting like who are you gonna get to replace Pittman? Pittman ain't going nowhere this year. That's right. Just you need to forget, just don't forget where it was when he found. It. Yeah. We're losing by three at Alabama and LSU. Losing by seven, seven to Ole Miss. And you just lost you got your butt kicked at AM. Everybody knows that was worse than a 12-point beat down. We all know it. Yeah. Um, that felt like a four touchdown loss just the reality of it if i would have told you at the beginning of the year that you're gonna lose to alabama by three now you of course you always want to win 
but you would have said, I'll take it. Yeah. It's a good game. And especially, and, and I, and I guess the frustrating part of it is Clint is you see where they left a lot out there, especially on offense, right? That That's the frustrating part is you see where they could have won the game. You see the interceptions, you see the mistakes, you see, you know, just not being able to run the ball, not, you know, all the different things. So look, I, I, you heard it here first. I think this team's going to turn a corner. I think it's going to, I think the offense is finally going to click and we're going to see up some great numbers because you mix them getting the offense down with the defense playing like it is with favorable schedule the rest of the way. I think this team has a chance to finish out really strong. I could be wrong. Maybe wrong. I've been we wrong a lot here, of other times. You can times. sit here like me last year when when I said we're going to go 12 and up. Yeah. I mean. But, yeah. No, I don't. I, I, I have a feeling that. We're going to progressively see them by the Missouri game. By the Missouri game, we may not be calling for any coaches to be fired. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, Travis, we're 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 over the halfway point. Who's your MVP so far this year? You had to pick an MVP on the team. Like I don't even have to think about it. I think you're probably leaning towards Landon, weren't you? Um. Probably so, yeah. He's got to be Cam freaking little to me. Yeah. That kid's a weapon. Yeah. He is a – when you can get to the 40 and think, all right, we got to – we're going to score. Get to the 40, that's a 57-yarder field goal, and he's making them look routine. Well, and you got to – you bring him up, but you got to also, you know, of course, rest in peace, Reed Bauer. Yeah. But old Max, our Australian guy. Yeah. He's crushing it too, man. No, I, I, that's I a weapon too. He's flipping the field on us. Yeah, like yeah, crazy. He's around and that's and that's just one of them kids that you know that that was probably struggling a little bit. You know, he, he yeah. had his struggles and he had to get through it, and he's getting used to the game now. Yep. Well, Clint, let's wrap it up, man. All right, let's wrap it. It's been a fun, another fun one. Uh, it has been, and uh, man, let's stay out of the hospital and let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's. I'll week. try to do that. I'll try to do that. Uh, try to <laughs> stay away from, especially small hospitals. Yeah, no, I felt bad because me and Mullins were on the podcast like a good fifteen minutes before you got on there, and Mullins was like, well, "Call him, see what he's doing," and then it turned out you were trying to get across your house. Yeah, yeah, man, I could barely walk. Yeah, so it was uh I've been using this bad boy a lot. Yeah. It kinda helped me stay sturdy and everything. Feel like well, I don't feel like an old man. I am an old man. Yeah. So anyway. Uh hopefully a doctor will figure out what's going on and I can get some relief. There so, you go. Anyway, folks, uh like and share, comment. Uh, argue with us. What do you think? We right? We wrong? We stupid? Uh, we talked a lot Probably. about. We talked a lot of uh, stuff that's kind of rumors out there this time, right? You know, we talked a lot about you know stuff that 
kind of underbelly stuff here. You know, what do you think about that? You think we're wrong on that? Uh, did KJ really get offers from those other schools? Uh, is he really making a million dollars? That kind of stuff. You know, what do, what do you think on that? We uh, let us know, comment on it on our social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, check us out. Let us know. Clint. Peace out, homeboy. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Sweat. Work. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more than I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a Got me on my knees. 